0: And the fifth and final lesson is from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And For the homily, I'm also going to read uh, verse 18 from that same chapter. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. So as you continue in John's gospel, um, it becomes immediately apparent that Jesus is the one John is talking about. There's, you know, some uh, kind of strange use of language here referring to this person. Jesus is the Word who was with God in the beginning. Jesus is uh, this Word who is God, who is also with God in the beginning. He's this Word who became flesh. He's the only Son from the Father. He is the only God. He's the unique God who is at the Father's side, making God known. <clears throat> Talking about Jesus. Christmas is a celebration of Jesus. It's a celebration of the incarnation, which is another way of saying the enfleshment of God. God, who is Spirit, took on human flesh, became incarnate. So Christmas is a celebration of when this, this one who is the Word. Uh, <clears throat> that's fine. We've had some adventures uh, with him. <laughs> um, Christmas is a celebration of when this one who is the Word, the Son of God, God himself, also became a human being. So before he became a human being, before Jesus was conceived and was born, which we celebrate in Christmas, uh, God the Son was with God the Father In the eternal fellowship of God the Holy Spirit, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, uh, the Blessed Trinity. So God the Son was from all time and from eternity. And, uh, And then in creation, in the fullness of time, in that place that was foretold by the prophets in Bethlehem, God the Son, the eternal divine God the Son, took a created human nature to himself. He added something to himself that he wasn't before, and that was a created human nature. He became also a man, so that now he is both God and man forever. He never let go of that humanity. He continues as both God and man forever. So uh, 400 years ago, um, a fellow named Richard Sibbs, who was a pastor, he said that the incarnation, so when God the Son took on human flesh, came in the person of Jesus, He says, the incarnation is a greater mystery than that of creation. We cannot too often meditate on these things. It is the life and soul of a Christian. It is the marrow of the gospel, the good news. It is the wonder of wonders, the wonder of wonders. Before the incarnation, no one had ever seen God in the fullness of his glory and lived. But in the incarnation... God has made himself truly known for our relationship with Him. So Jesus says, later in John's Gospel, in verse 14 uh, ch- sorry, chapter 14, He says, "If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know Him, and you've seen Him. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me." He doesn't say, "I am the Father." And the Father is the same as me. They're not identical. They're different persons. But he says, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, so that if you've seen me and known me, then you've seen and known God the Father. So Jesus, the incarnate Son, reveals the Father to us because Jesus is God and because the Son is in this divine union with the Father. This union where he says, I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me, it's pictured... With the greatest intimacy in, uh, in John 1:18, which I read, the little homily verse, um, it says that Jesus is the God, the only God or the unique God, who is at the Father's side. And that word side can also be translated lap, can also be translated bosom. So as later in John's gospel, they're in the upper room, and John records when he himself was reclining on the breast or reclining in the bosom of Jesus. So that's, that's an uncomfortable intimacy for, for us to consider. It's uncomfortable. Um, but that's the close relationship that exists between the Father and the Son, that has always existed between the Father and the Son. <clears throat> Jesus is the God who is in God the Father's lap, reclining in God the Father's bosom. That's, that's who Jesus is. And, and now he welcomes us into his own relationship with God. So that where he is, there we may also be. He shares, he opens up and shares his relationship, his own knowledge of God the Father, that intimate knowledge. So, so when this incarnate son of the Father says that he makes God known to us, you can believe that. You can see God and you can know God truly in Jesus. You can ask the question... We should all ask the question. It's the most important question we could ask. What is God like? Can I know him? What is he like? He's exactly like Jesus. Some think that Jesus, um, being both God and man, that his humanity somehow obscures who God is. That God has hidden his divine nature in the incarnation, or that God has even somehow forsaken his divine nature in the incarnation. That you would have to be maybe mystic-level clever to discern the divine nature in Jesus because first you've got to pierce through his humanity and sift through it and separate out the humanity in order to get to the divinity. And only really smart people can do something like that. Some say that we can never truly know God. Not even in Jesus, who is both God and man, that you can never truly know God. But the scripture says that the incarnation reveals God. And that means that even the humanity of Jesus reveals God. The humanity of Jesus is a real human being. He's fully God. He's fully man. Even his humanity reveals God to us. Uh, we sang just a minute ago, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's my favorite Christmas song uh, for the music and the theology of it. Uh, and we sang this, Veiled in Flesh the Godhead See. Veiled in Flesh the Godhead See. See it. God became a human so you could see exactly what he's like. God became a human so you could see that he's the kind of God who would do that, that he's the kind of God who would take on this created nature. He's the kind of God who would commit himself so thoroughly to this relationship with his creatures that he would become a finite human, that he would face every temptation that we face, that he would face abandonment and betrayal, the worst pain imaginable in this world, that he would face scorn and ridicule and injustice and even death for love's sake. God became a human, so you could see he's the kind of God who would do that. You see the power of God. The power of God is not suppressed in the incarnation. It is not held back in the incarnation. It is fully exercised as God incarnate is born a weak and helpless baby. That is the power of God. It's the power of God as he lives a humble, as a humble, poor servant. It's the power of God as he suffers and carries his cross to his own crucifixion. That's, that's not God setting aside his power. That's God exercising his power. You see the glory of God. It's not set aside to be taken up again later. You see the glory of God manifested in his self-sacrificial love. Especially as Jesus is exalted, high and lifted up, nailed up on the timbers for all to see. That's when you see the glory of God. When you see the life of Jesus, when you see the character of Jesus, when you see the works of Jesus, you're seeing exactly what God is like unmistakably right there in his face. It's right in his face. There is no discrepancy between Jesus and God. It is entirely in character for God to live as Jesus lives, even in his particular humanity. So now the world has seen the coming of God in the flesh. Now you may know him as he has truly revealed himself. Now you may trust his favor and rest assured of his promise, the promise of his presence. Now you may love and sing and wonder at the irreversible union of God and humanity in the one person of Jesus, in the Incarnation. Now you may live with comfort and joy in a Christmas world, every day and forever. Amen.